empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale. It is incredible to believe that here we are in December of 2020. And I know how busy everyone is, especially at this time, on top of everything else that we do in life. On top of that, we all are trying to get ready for the Christmas season. I know that I am greatly depending on Amazon coming through with those last minute deliveries. (laughs) And I have a feeling I'm not the only one. But it means so much that you would take the time to listen to this podcast in the middle of a busy time. And so my prayer is that this will be a help to your heart, that it will feed your soul, help stabilize your soul, and speak to you about the days that are ahead. It's been quite a year, hasn't it? And I'm going to spare you from listening to me use all the words that have been used over and over to describe 2020. But I think we can all agree that this has been a year that has sent shockwaves around the world. And we have all felt it. This has been something that you just really couldn't stick your head in the sand and say, well, it's just a shame that it's happening over there, you know, and go on with life as usual. It's really impacted all of our lives in many ways, one way, shape, or form. Last month, I released a podcast with someone who has been and continues to be like a father in the faith to me, Pastor Tim Sheets. And if you haven't had time to listen to it, oh, it is worth the listen. But I asked him in the very beginning of this candid conversation that we had, has he ever seen anything like what this year has been in his lifetime? I've asked many sort of more seasoned mothers and fathers in the faith the same question, and across the board, they've all responded the same, that they've never seen a time like it, and most went on to say, I don't know that there has ever been a time like this. But you know, just a week or two ago, I was sitting around a campfire on a late afternoon with a friend of mine who had just celebrated her 60th birthday, and we were talking about you know, just her life and what it feels like to stand at this benchmark moment and what she hopes for, you know, for the years ahead. And we were talking about 2020 and she made this statement to me and it hit me as just so profound, but I loved the statement and her perspective. She said, you know, Jen, what a privilege it is though to live at a time like this, to witness it, to be chosen and entrusted with such a time when the whole world is experiencing such a dramatic shift. And we talked about it's been tough. There's been rough moments. But to her point, what a privilege to be entrusted with witnessing a time and navigating a time like has never been before. And it just put something in me. And I'll tell you what, if you have one adventurous bone in your body, that perspective just sort of lights you up. It puts something in you. The truth is God really has been guiding all of us 
through this time. He has been graciously meeting us at every turn and making sure that we have what we need to be ahead of the curve if we trust him and we follow him. As Pastor Tim Sheets put it, in order to get our natural bearings through a year like this, in order to get our footing for life in general, we've had to first get our spiritual bearings, our spiritual footing because this has been a hinge of history moment. We are living in a hinge place. The way I have been describing it is it really has been a transition place. But God's word told us that these places were coming. And I have talked about it many times on this podcast before that there are these times and seasons where we are living in a from glory to glory moment. And a glory to glory moment is a transition place. And the truth is transitions going from glory to glory can be a bumpy ride. There are moments when you hit air pockets transitioning up to a higher elevation, a new place of glory. And the point is to have what we need on the inside to make it through the transitions. You know, the enemy of our soul would love to try and disrupt this transition place. He would love to alter it or reroute us or cause us to abort the transition. But we have to have a determination on the inside that we are not going to get weary in well-doing. We are going to reach our destination and we are going to reap if we faint not. One of the things that has stabilized me so much through the course of this year, and even at the end of this year, is the reminder that things are not always as they appear. And to take it a step further and remind myself that things are not always as they appear to me. I want to read you this verse out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. And it says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This has been such a great stabilizing reminder for me that even when things are coming at me that seem rocky, that seem unsettled, when things are coming at me and they are not what I was hoping they would be, this has put a stabilizing force in me to remind myself that things are not always as they appear. In other words, you cannot judge the book by the cover. You can't judge situations by what it looks like in the moment, especially when you are living in a hinge of history transition moment. God is working wonders even in the middle of a time like this, and we cannot count his work out judging things by the way that they would appear. Things may be transpiring in your life right now that look similar to situations that maybe you have experienced in the past that did not go well. But as another great friend reminded me, just because something is similar does not mean that it is the same. I mean, there is so much truth in that. Just let that dawn on your heart. Earlier this week, I was getting ready to speak at a church, my last service for 2020. And when I awoke that morning in my hotel room, I just awoke to an awareness of an unusual sense of the presence of the Lord. 
And just sort of instinctively, I just sort of sat up and I was immediately wide awake and I just instinctively reached over and grabbed my notebook. It was sitting there by my Bible from just studying the night before. And I just grabbed that notebook and pen and just sort of sat up and just went, all right, God, what is it? And the Lord began to just speak to my heart. And the thing that he spoke to my heart is what I want to share with you on this podcast. And it was simply this. I believe that we are right now in the middle of a visitation of Jesus in our land. I'm talking about a visitation of him, his presence, and the person of Jesus himself. This is not a visitation where we sit and sort of rehearse or fellowship with everything that we know about him. No, I'm talking about a visitation of the person of him. And the sense that I had in my heart that morning in my hotel room is that this sort of closeness, this visitation of his presence is starting right here at Christmas time. And it is for whoever will open up their heart and let him come in. The Bible tells us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This visitation of Jesus is meant to bring in a new sense of liberty and freedom in the depths of who we are, because that's what his presence does. He brings with this visitation who he is, and the Bible tells us that who he is is the anointed one and his anointing, and that anointing always brings freedom and liberty. This visitation is an invitation, and it requires that we open our heart to him at a new level than maybe we ever have before, because this is a visitation that is a conquest for trust. That's why he's come. I believe he's on a conquest for trust. He is coming to look for that deep place of trust. In the book of Luke chapter 18 in verse 8, it says, but when the son of man comes, will he find faith in the earth? What's he talking about? Those that will trust him with their whole heart. Because this is a visitation that demands a verdict, and the verdict he's looking for is God, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of how things may appear, I choose to trust you. I know this. I know that trust can live at various levels. There are things and people that I trust to a certain degree, but then there are things and those in my life that I trust in the deepest parts of who I am. It's sort of at that bedrock level. This is the conquest for trust that he is on. In the book of Hosea chapter 8 in verse 5, there's a verse that sort of pushes us to this verdict place. And it's talking about the children of Israel in the Old Testament. And it says, I hate the idols that are worshiped by the people of the city of Samaria. In fact, I am furious with them for how long will it be before they give up their idolatry? That's the good news translation. I'll tell you what, it's sort of like a demarcation line is being drawn by the spirit of God in our lives. And if I survey the landscape of my life, just at face value, I'm never really going to say, 
oh, well, there's those idols that I have in my life, but I really do love the Lord. I'm not going to say that. Why? Because I am a Christ follower. I'm a daughter of God. I've been living for him for years now. I call myself a Christian. I call Jesus the Lord of my life. But if I really dig down into the definition of an idol, it's anything I turn to instead of turning to him. It's anything that I turn to to stabilize me and make a place for that was always meant to be only his. An idol is any place that I turn and look to for help that's meant for only Jesus to be occupying. When I recognize that, then I have to force myself to call it what it is, that there could be places in me where something is occupying a place that only he is meant to occupy. Oh, it is painful work. But I'll tell you what, I would rather identify anything that is like an idol in my life that is robbing the Lord of getting my trust. This is a visitation that is bringing with it a breaking down of everything that stands between you in Jesus. Historically, whenever there's been visitations of Jesus, there's always a series of things that take place. We can look at the visitation of Jesus to one woman in the New Testament, and when she had a visitation from Jesus, it dealt with her issues. It was the woman with the issue of blood and visitations of Jesus. These things still happen. This visitation is coming to deal with our issues. Hey, wouldn't it be amazing to step into 2021 having all of your issues dealt with? I don't know about you, but that sounds fabulous to me. And I believe there is space in this visitation with the Lord that if we'll open things up, God will come in and say, hey, these issues that you've been systematically dealing with, I don't desire that you carry these into 2021. Let's deal with these issues, you and I. Historically, I also see in the word of God a visitation of Jesus to the man with the withered hand, where Jesus showed up to strengthen and bring new life to that which had atrophied in his life. His withered hand had withered because the muscles had atrophied. They just hadn't been used in so long. I believe this visitation of Jesus is awakening that which we haven't used used in so long and him saying, I want to bring life and strength and strengthen that in your life again. This is really requiring that Jeremiah paradigm of work that you've heard me talk about so many times before, that rooting up and tearing down and pulling up so that his spirit can come in and build and plant. It is a holy excavation process that is taking place, but it is coming to take place to unearth heaven's greatest treasure, his treasure in earthen vessels, and it is Christ in you, Christ in me, the hope of glory. This is his kingdom coming so that his will will be done in you and in me and in the earth as it is in heaven. For the last week or so, I just keep hearing these words just sort of churning over and over in my heart. And it kind of makes sense why, because they're the lyrics to a song that we hear a lot at this time of year. And they're wonderful lyrics. I love going into stores, you know, and hearing Christmas songs 
played, you know, overhead and people singing songs and their songs about the Lord, their songs about the kingdom of God. And I love it that God sort of sneaks up and gets the earth to sing these phrases and speak these things. But I just have this sense that the words to this song are like a prayer that we can pray, not just over ourselves and our families, not even just over our own cities and towns, but over the world right now. And it's the lyrics to the song, Joy to the World. I want you to think about singing this, praying this, saying this, but declaring this over the world. And the lyrics go like this, Joy to the world, for the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Sounds like a visitation, doesn't it? Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. I want to challenge you and encourage you to do what the song is talking about and prepare room for him. Yes, I'm talking about finding time and space to spend time with the Lord, but not just that. I'm talking about going to a deeper place of trust with him. Drill down deeper, dig deeper, take moments to go down to a deeper place in you and to prepare room for him and you to meet there. In the depths of who you are and who he made you to be, that's where this visitation is meant to take us. Prepare room for him and trust him deeper. I don't know, maybe that's the gift that we can give him this year, a deeper place of trust. To trust him continually and habitually from a deeper place in who we are. And I believe if we'll do that, it will enable us to give a gift to people all around us, those that we love and those that we encounter on a day-to-day basis. If we will trust deeper, then we can love well. What a gift that is that we can give. Listeners, I just want you to know that I pray for you today and every month as we release this podcast. I'm so thrilled that I've gotten to meet so many of you, and this podcast almost feels like a journey that we take together throughout the year. I think of conversations that we've shared with our guests that we've had on, but this journey has also been a conversation of sitting down and sharing with you what God is challenging me with and speaking to my own heart. Sometimes that feels like a really vulnerable place, but I have so enjoyed that journey of sharing these things with you. And I can't tell you how it blesses me when I get to hear back from you about how it has been just what you needed in the moment that you were walking out to. It thrills me so much, and I want you to know that I count it an honor that we get to share this time together. We're also releasing this month our Christmas episode, which has, I guess, sort of become a tradition with a dear friend, and that is photographer Michele Mitchell. We had a great conversation, so much fun, but some really sweet and poignant moments too, and I hope you'll take the time to listen to it. I want to remind you at the close of this year that we have some free resources that are available to you on my website. Take some time and check it out. It's jentringale.com. And also, if we haven't connected yet on Instagram, hey, go and find me there. I'd love to follow you and stay connected through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's amazing all the ways that we have to stay connected and encourage each other along the way. Well, 
Well, at whatever moment this podcast finds you, maybe you're sitting up late wrapping presents, listening to this, maybe running around in your car doing a last minute to-do list. Let me just say to you, Merry Christmas. Congratulations on making it through a year like 2020. Soak up this Christmas time and tuck away and prepare some room for you and a visitation with the person of Jesus himself. Thanks for listening. I'll see you back here next time. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.